Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. And as always, we are giving you the draft discussions here for the New York Giants. We are starting to cycle into the off-season discussion of rumors, speculation, and big news happening, which means there's plenty of stuff for us to address in terms of how it impacts the Giants situationally with the draft and also in some cases with free agency. But but on Monday, there was some pretty big headlines that do very much impact the landscape of the NFL draft and early on in the NFL draft that we feel we really need to hit on today. And then also later on in the show, we will also be discussing some early draft trade scenarios that we don't talk about in the news segment just so you have some other thoughts on speculations of what could happen a ways from now once the NFL draft comes around and hey maybe we end up hitting on a couple of these things and they end up coming true but the first big news headline on Monday is that the Chargers officially announced that they are parting ways with longtime quarterback and almost former New York Giant Phillip Rivers for a very brief moment, he was a New York Giant. Uh, they're they're announcing the departing ways with him. And what this ultimately impacts is that they currently really don't have a quarterback that puts them in a situation of maybe they go out and sign someone. Maybe they try to bring in Tom Brady and woo him. Maybe they try to trade for someone. There are some available, potentially available quarterbacks that we'll be addressing later. But what this clearly means is that the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers that are picking at six, are in a situation where they very much need a young quarterback to revitalize this offense and get them started from the beginning and no longer going by the direction of the 38-year-old Rivers. That means they need to move quick because there might not really be much options for them at quarterback if they don't trade up. The Chargers really didn't give themselves much of a plan for the future, which, you know, that kind of does fit with I, I going back a ways, you know, maybe some of the Manning's concerns for the organization. But right now they don't have a starting quarterback for next year. And they don't really have anything in place where if they take a quarterback who needs some development – you know, they don't really have a structure in place where they could have a guy sit for a year or even half a year and just be a competitive roster, especially in what is a really good division. So if the Chargers want to get a young quarterback, they're probably going to have to trade up to do so. And ultimately, with all these situ- situations with 
quarterbacks, we're already hearing speculation of trade-up by teams. And I think that the big run here is that unlike last year, there are at least three clear-cut guys that franchises are excited about to bring in as their next future guy. And then there's the the back end of the draft. The three guys that I'm referring to are Joe Burrow, uh, Tua Tavangaloa, and Justin Herbert. The back end are the guys that are a little bit more promised, but still talented. We're not entirely sure exactly where they're going to fit. We have to see what they do at the combine. But those guys being Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason, and also uh, Jordan Love. So those guys also potential for some of them to squeak their way up into the top 15 and teams trying to trade up and grab those players. But if the Chargers don't trade up, they're really going to be missing out on potential more talented players if they don't even at least get the third best guy, which would probably be Justin Herbert. And what that means for the Giants, though, is that who they are sitting at four, if the Dolphins or someone else decides to move their way up to two and three, they can have that conversation with the Los Angeles Chargers about getting some draft compensation. So that leads into our next rumor, and I tweeted this out and tagged Chris in it because I thought it was really funny, and it all of this really lines up with what we've been talking about is that the minute one team trades up, there will be more to follow. Everyone will panic because they want to get one of these three guys. They're going to want to get and grab one of the three more talented guys instead of one of the developmental projects or someone like Fromm or Eason who is considered to be closer to Derek Carr or Andy Dalton, about average. But this next rumor that we're seeing is that the Dolphins are already having conversations to move up in the draft from uh, Dan uh, Salio at Dan S-I-L-E-O tweeted that they are looking to move up to the second pick and trading with the Redskins, essentially taking the Redskins out of play for Chase Young. But then also Benjamin Albright on Twitter tweeted there were conversations also with the Lions. He didn't verify the conversations with the Redskins. He said he hadn't heard much, but he did say that there were conversations with the Lions. So that means that the Dolphins are going to be trying to move up at least to two or three. If the Chargers decide to move up to the third pick and the Dolphins move up to two, well, maybe the Giants can also get somebody that else that wants to trade up. But in addition to that, that leaves an opening for Chase Young. Yeah, now we will, of course, get to these scenarios and kind of try to game it out just a little bit in the second half of the show. But the Dolphins deciding to move up, that really will be you know, the first domino to fall. You know, We pretty much know they are going to, we expect they will trade up. We know they're going to try to trade up. And teams are going to have these conversations all through the draft process. They're really going to heat up around the combine when basically everybody's together in the same room. But the Dolphins are one of the few teams that have the ammo to trade up and potentially trade up to the second pick overall. They have, I believe, three first-round picks. Their natural pick at fifth overall, then they have the Pittsburgh Steelers pick at 18th overall, and then they have the Houston Texans pick at 26th overall. It would take a lot to move up and move up to the second overall pick when Chase Young is sitting there. But Miami is probably the one team 
who has the ability to make Washington an offer they just cannot refuse. From the Giants' perspective, it would probably not be great to have a division rival get three first-round picks, but that would move Chase Young one spot closer, and that could set off a whole bunch of chain reactions, a whole bunch of other moves. Uh, The phone would absolutely start ringing as soon as Miami executed that trade, if, if indeed it does happen. And that Chase Young decision, if he is there, might not even really be viable to take at four because hypothetically, there is also speculation that the Giants are going to seek out and sign Yannick Ngakwe as a pass rusher. Would it really make sense to have two pass rushers and then just adding a ton more defensive linemen that you don't really need? So it it might honestly completely cause a mental dilemma of, well, we don't really need Chase Young, but do we still draft him? And it's a bit early to really speculate on that, but still, there's a lot of things that are already in potential to happen. And the, the final piece of news that also impacts the top end of the draft was Tua Tavangaloa, according to Ian Rappaport, after getting a CT scan, uh, is pretty much cleared. He's saying that it, it, the fracture that he had in his hip has healed in the hip and its range of motion is now good. It's it's likely going to be another month for him until he is is cleared for full activity. I, there are murmurs that he'll participate in some things at the combine. If not, he'll at least be in t- be in attendance. But if he needs about a month, that gives him plenty of time for his pro day to look good and to throw well during that. But it essentially eliminates the questions that these other teams had about trading up or taking him early because they were unsure of how healthy he was going to be. Immediately after the injury happened, if, if you were following mock drafts and uh, NFL draft Twitter and any of those discussions, teams and, and analysts and people were, were saying that he essentially was going to be a, a top 15 pick instead of a top 5 pick. Now that he's healthy and you know that he should be able to play at least at some point next season, maybe you sit him and let him learn for a few weeks like the Giants did with Daniel Jones, if he is able to play as quickly as possible, well, that means teams are actually going to be willing to trade up and take him. Yeah, knowing that the fracture that went along with the hip dislocation is healed, that he has, he's got that range of motion back in his hip, that he's going to be able to resume, potentially be able to resume football activities before the draft. First off, that's just incredibly impressive. Speaking from a, a lay perspective, I'm not a medical professional. Maybe it's not that impressive, but that seems like it's an awfully fast turnaround time from a, having your hip dislocated. So that you know, that's just impressive and great for Tua. I would say though that this saga isn't completely done though, because a CT scan might have revealed that his fracture has healed, but the biggest thing that has really killed a ton of guys at the combine is is their health issues. If you do, if you don't know how the combine works, well, one of the first things that they do is they take them to a hospital and they evaluate them and check the various injuries that they're aware of, and they go through everything with a a fine tooth comb. They they make sure to turn over any stone so they know exactly the physical condition of what is what is basically going to make them incapable of having a long and capable career. Because if you want to take a guy in that top five range, if you're only going to get five years out of him because he's not durable, well, 
that's not worth the pick, especially for a quarterback. I wouldn't say this is a, a guarantee that he's cleared and set and teams are going to be lining up to draft him early because he could very well go to the combine and doctors could say, well, this is healed, but he he's not as explosive as he was before. It could be similar to the Jalen Smith situation of it's going to still be a long road of recovery to get back to what he was capable of in his in his college career. He might still need to take some steps before he's fully, fully ready to be back at what he's capable of. There's no doubt those combine medicals are thorough. They're have been a few cases where they have actually found prospects who have undiagnosed cancer and saved people's lives with those examinations. So if there is a problem with Tua, if his hip is maybe not where those of us on the outside think it is or maybe hope it could be, they will find out. Right now, just based on what we know, the report we got today is a very positive one. And it at least open up it at least opens up the possibility that he is back to being basically a guaranteed top 5 pick that will obviously change based on what we find out at the combine or at least what the NFL finds out at the combine but having Tua there having him at least theoretically healthy that really does set up some really interesting possibilities that we will get into All right, now we're going to take a very short commercial break, and then once we get back, we're going to discuss some other potential draft trade scenarios that we should at least discuss and that you should be aware of. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now for the draft trade scenarios, things that could very, very well happen. And the first one that we were discussing is, well, if Miami moves up to two, and the Redskins move back to to the fifth pick, where does that really play things out for the Lions at three and the Giants then at four? Because the Lions could choose to take Chase Young. They could choose to trade out of that pick. They could also choose to say, hey, we don't really want Chase Young. We, we want Jeffrey Okuda. We get, we're, we're too excited about him and Matt Patricia's too interested in, in having his own Stephon Gilmore. That's very well what could happen, but ultimately, it it leaves an opening for guys to slide back into the laps of the New York Giants. And And then the other flip side of this, too, is if maybe Miami doesn't move up to two, but they move up to three, Redskins take Chase Young, that opens up space for a number of other guys or potential trade for the Giants. Yeah, if Miami trades up to two or three, that that seems like it would pretty much guarantee that one of Chase Young or Jeffrey Okuda will be sliding to four. And that's pretty much just math, as long as Cincinnati does what is expected and drafts Joe Burrow, which at this point I can't see them doing anything but drafting Burrow. He's originally an Ohio kid. He played at just 
an absolutely absurd level last year. And yes, it is one year, but what a year. Things, I think, start to get very interesting for the Giants if it's even possible that Young or Okuda could slide to them. You know, right now, pretty much every mock draft has the Giants taking an offensive tackle. Right now, it's Jedrick Wills, but that will change. The ones that don't have them taking an offensive tackle, they're taking Isaiah Sims, or Simmons, sorry. And that's pretty much because Young and Okuda are off the board. But if you have a player that athletic who is going to be that highly ranked at a premium position sliding to you, that's definitely going to change the math a bit or a lot. And then the other side of that is what about the other teams that want a quarterback? What about the Chargers? What about possibly some other teams like, you know, maybe the maybe the Raiders, maybe the Colts? maybe the Jaguars, maybe the Buccaneers. What if one of those guys want a quarterback that is likely to be able to start in 2020? Well, now there's only one of those guys left, or at least one that you feel really good about. The Giants' phone will start ringing at that point. We've hit on a lot all of the conversations of these teams that could be trading up to take a quarterback. We've told, we've just discussed the Raiders. We've speculated about the Colts. We've talked about the Bucks, Panthers, Jaguars, teams that have the ammunition to do so. And one of the things too here is that the the Raiders could very well part ways with Derek Carr, giving them even more ammunition, which we'll get to in a second. But I think that something that other teams might be interested in doing that some people aren't really considering is moving up to take an offensive tackle. And there are some uh, tackle-needy teams in the top end of the draft. And I think the two most notable are the Cleveland Browns at 10 and the New York Jets at 11. So what that means is that if they're really in love with someone, maybe it's Andrew Thomas, maybe it's Jedrick Wells, maybe it's Isaiah Wirfs, if they're really, really liking someone and they don't want to risk someone else coming up and taking them or or drafting them before he, he falls to... Uh, 10 or 11, or just even the simple sense that if the Jets are worried that the Browns are going to take a tackle that they really like, that might really light a fire underneath them to to move up and, and put themselves in a position. And that too has some, some playment and placement to how things will work out if the Giants trade back. Because if they, if they move back and they're back a few picks, they might get leapfrogged by one of those two teams to take a tackle. Yeah, that is... Definitely possible. It's possible Washington could have their eye on a tackle. Uh, That will, I think, really depend on what happens with their own offensive tackle situation. We don't know right now what exactly is happening with Washington and Trent Williams. They have made overtures to Williams, hoping to kind of bring him back in from the cold, bring him back onto the team. They obviously want to repair that relationship because, well, he is a fantastic player and you don't want a franchise caliber tackle to just force his way off of your roster. But if that relationship is beyond repair, it's possible Washington will be in the in the market for a tackle. And yes, there are a lot of really good tackles in this draft class, but there aren't so many that a team at 10 or 11 
could be really confident that they'll get the one they want. Another thing that we're going to be monitoring here too, and the the most notable one is the potential for Derek Carr to get traded. And Michael Lombardi was the one who reported this on Twitter. And the combine is a hotbed for discussions between general managers, coaches, talent evaluators in having early conversations of trading up, trading franchise players or big name stars, because they're all in one area together. They're all sitting there evaluating talent and then they're going out and eating together and going to the the, the local steakhouses in the area. It is a hotbed for discussions and conversations about that stuff and starting these discussions early. It's, it's one big Essentially, it's a convention for building your team either through trades or through the draft. Everyone is there with the intention of either moving someone, bringing someone in, or adding eventual talent. And this report from Michael Lombardi is the Derek Carr trade of do the Raiders finally decide to part ways with them, move to Las Vegas with new intentions of a new quarterback, Maybe they try to sign and bring Tom Brady and woo him. That's also potential for that. But the, if Derek Carr is moved, it's very likely that they are able to get themselves another first-round pick in this year's draft. That means they'd have, I believe, three first-round picks, giving them a ton of ammunition to move all the way back where they are at 12, all the way up to two or three if they needed to with two additional first-round picks. Yeah, and I think kind of the wild card in all of this is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they had hoped to basically be able to transition from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and then have Jacoby Brissett be their next franchise quarterback. Well, he didn't really play up to expectations this year and they have to at least be considering a quarterback. Now, it's possible that they could be that they could be a team that would trade for Carr. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about that, but it just seems like he could be a, a fit there. You know, a guy with a strong arm in a dome. Indy has a very good passing scheme and a creative offensive mind at the controls, and they have a team which is really in a good place to win now and more than enough cap space to take on his contract so for me that that does make it seem like a if that trade happens indy would be a likely landing place and then that gives the raiders you know those three first round picks and we know john gruden and mike mayock will move around so then that kind of puts them in the conversation, maybe right up there with Miami at the head of the line, driving the conversation for a team that could move up for one of these three quarterbacks. Yeah, I can pretty much already hear John John Gruden talking about Justin Herbert and you know his arm strength, his athleticism, his ability to drive the ball down the field. And I could see them falling in love with a player like that. Then all of a sudden things start to get really interesting. And then Maybe that makes the Chargers even more desperate to move up to get their guy because then you've got two teams with three first-round picks and no starting quarterbacks. Overall, it's just so odd to look at this year's draft class because I can't remember, and I might be wrong, someone might be able to pull, pull an answer to this. I can't remember the most recent time where 
there was relatively good, very, very talented quarterbacks, but a limited number of them and an enormous amount of teams that could be moving to draft someone. Now, there's a lot of teams that have that need a quarterback that could go and sign someone. There is a relatively open free agent market for quarterbacks. You got Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston potentially trading for Derek Carr like we just discussed. Tom Brady might be on the move. Andy Dalton is expected to be on the move. There are a lot of options there, but I cannot remember a time where there were so many quarterback needy teams that could very well throw themselves in the direction of a top five picking team just to trade up and take somebody that's going to fulfill their future. The other thing too, and I don't know how far ahead some teams might be looking, but if they think like, oh, even if we do draft a kid or if we sign someone, this year's not really going to, or this upcoming season's not really going to be our year. Why don't we just wait for Trevor Lawrence? We'd rather have a surefire guy in Trevor Lawrence than somebody that's a little bit iffy like Jake Fromm or Justin Herbert. Again, though, I'm I've never seen so many teams desperate for a that look to be desperate for a quarterback, and it just leaves opportunity for the Giants to stockpile more picks, meaning more young developmental talent. Yeah, I would say this draft could be kind of like the 2011 draft, which took place during the lockout, so free agency hadn't happened yet, so it. If there was a team who even thought they might maybe need a quarterback, they drafted one, and things got pretty nutty in that draft. Then, of course, there was the 2016 draft, I believe it was, with the Rams and the Eagles trading up for Goff and Wentz. You know, they made you know quite a few moves. Then teams were trading up and you know, had the Titans. And Bears both jump in front of the Giants for Jack Conklin and Leonard Floyd. And then one more thing to consider, which we didn't really get to in the in the news and rumors section, is the impact of the next CBA. The NFL and the Players Association are working on a new CBA right now. And at least the hope is that they'll be able to come to an agreement before the start of the new league year. And it will, you know, we don't know yet when the next CBA will exactly take effect. It could take effect in 2021. It could take effect if they get signed before the new league year in 2020. So it's possible that this will be the last first round to have that fifth fifth round option. So that could make teams even more desperate to move up to get that last extra year of control of on a rookie contract on a quarterback, which is just a huge competitive advantage. Yeah. And the, the CBA discussions, that is frankly a whole nother animal because <laughs> we, we don't even, can, we can't even really scratch the service surface on all of the things that can happen with that. But I do completely agree. There are a lot of things that very well could go down uh, with the CBA discussions, even a potential lockout coming from it. We're going to have to see one, what comes from that obviously, but two, continue to monitor these early speculations of trade rumors and once one finally hits 
that opens up the door for us to continue to talk about, all right, who's going to trade up with the Giants? Because that is going to be the next domino to fall, or at least trade up with the Lions. And once that domino falls, they continue to to slide and move and keep falling. It, it's going to continue to open up opportunities for the Giants to trade back. All they need is one team to make the move, and everything will line up perfectly for them. We are... Wrapping up today's show, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us and also follow us on social media at Big Blue View and also follow me at Joe DeLeon and follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Also, be sure to send us any questions that you have for the mailbag on our social media accounts through our Facebook page and also our email account BigBlueView at gmail.com. We will be coming at you next with discussions continuing surrounding the NFL draft and eventually leading our way into the NFL Combine, which is coming very, very soon.